welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Name of the Wind series, book two, which is called The Wise Man's Fear, and then we talk about it. Good save. Thank you. This is page 790. I tried to pull away, but she was stronger than me. I tried to push her away, but she shrugged my flailing hands away as if I were a child. Bashet let go of my face, then caught my wrist, jerking my hand up in front of my face. Why do you have hands at all and not knives at the end of your arms? Then she let go of my wrist and struck me hard across the face with the flat of her hand. If I say she slapped me, you will take the wrong impression. This wasn't the dramatic slap of the sort you see on a stage. Neither was it the offended, stinging slap a lady-in-waiting makes against the smooth skin of a too-familiar nobleman. It wasn't even the more professional slap of a serving girl, defending herself from the unwelcome attention of a grabby drunk. No, this was hardly any sort of slap at all. A slap is made with the fingers or the palm. It stings or startles. Bashit struck me with her open hand, but behind that was the strength of her arm. Behind that was her shoulder. Behind that was the complex machinery of her pivoting hips, her strong legs braced against the ground, and the ground itself beneath her. It was like the whole of creation striking me through the flat of her hand, and the only reason it didn't cripple me is that even in the middle of her fury, Vashet was always perfectly in control. Because she was in control, Vashet didn't dislocate my jaw or knock me unconscious. But it made my teeth rattle and my ears ring. It made my eyes roll in my head and my legs go loose and shaky. I would have fallen if Vashet hadn't gripped me by the shoulder. Do you think I am teaching you the secrets of the sword so you can go out and use them? She demanded. I dimly realized she was shouting. It was the first time I had ever heard one of the Adem raise their voice. Is that what you think we are doing here? As I lolled in her grip, stupefied, she struck me again. This time her hand caught more of my nose. The pain of it was amazing, as if someone had driven a sliver of ice directly into my brain. It jolted me out of my daze, so I was fully alert when she hit me the third time. Bashet held me for a moment while the world spun, then let go. I took one unsteady step and crumpled to the ground like a puppet with its strings cut, not unconscious, but profoundly dazed. It took me a long time to collect myself. When I was finally able to sit up, my body felt loose and unwieldy, as if I had been taken apart and put back together again in a slightly different way. By the time I gathered my wits enough to look around, I was alone. That's the page and the chapter. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Man, she really puts a beating on him. She really does. And something we didn't talk about yesterday is how and when she falls back into Adam conversational tax and then switches back to expressive. I am always very aware, or I try to remain aware of when Vashet is emotive because when she's doing it, she's doing it for Quoth's benefit. It's not her natural state, right? Yeah. So when on the previous page, I'm cheating, I know, when she lowers her hands, her expression blank, and why is that? I feel like she's she's surprised. She's shocked. Yeah. She's taken aback. And so she her her intended facade uh, of the emotions falls away. And then it comes back again because she gives him a look of raw disgust. She like gathers herself enough to lay this lesson on him wherein she gives him a look of disgust and shouts. I also think that the shouting is kind of for his benefit. I don't think that she is so out of control or whatever that she's like shouting. I think that she is 
again, kind of for Quoth, showing like, I am displeased with you and I'm presenting it in a way that is familiar to you. The end of my thought is that even in this sort of the moment of the most profound disappointment and punishment, she is still structuring everything in a way that keeps him comfortable, which I think is to her credit. Well, yeah, because she's a good teacher. It's 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 the same way that it is, I think, and I am aware that I'm not speaking from my own experience because I am woefully monolingual, but if you are bilingual, as Vachette is, you know, you're probably most comfortable and most natural in the language you grew up speaking, right? So she, when she is taken aback and does not have time to, like, collect her thoughts, she reverts to her native tongue, as it were, her native body language. And then you're right. She, I think she is like really mad at him, but she's also like, he won't understand that I'm mad at him unless I communicate to him in the language that he understands, which is a Turin, which includes emotive body language and expression. And furthermore, as we will learn in the following chapter, this is not just for Quoth's benefit. This is also for the benefit of anyone who might be in earshot. That's true, I suppose. Part of her lesson to him here is to humiliate him in front of the to, to demonstrate to the other eight him like he has screwed up in the same way that when he was doing well like when he was watching the fighters and he said something that she found insightful and pleasing she complimented him in a way such that the whole school could see her do it yes and i suppose she leaves a mark on him that that can be seen as well i think that this intentionally stands in contrast to uh kellyanne punching him in the groin again with enough control so that he is winded and disabled, but not like harmed. Again, Vashet is described as being perfectly in control. So she knows exactly how much hurt to lay on him without actually harming him, you know, without beyond permanently damaging him. Yeah, exactly. And this also is the answer to his question, right? Why, why learn all these foundations? It's so you can remain this in control. It's so that you can, I don't know, hurt without, without har- harming or harm without hurting or you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that she intends Quoth to like be a teacher in this way, but the fact is she has so much control that she is not going to do something she doesn't intend. And that's something that Quoth <laughs> could definitely use because he ends up doing a lot of things he doesn't intend. Indeed. Jordana, what say you? Yeah, I agree with most of the points you made. As you were saying them, I was like kind of nodding along being like, yes, these things. So I don't have a lot to say in like rebuttal, uh, but I, I have my final note. And it's longer than I thought it would be. Okay, I just want to say one last thing, and that's I really like the description of the strike. It feels feels verisimilitudinous, and I think it's important that it be differentiated from a slap. Yes. It's like an open hand strike with all, you know, the the full body behind it. It, She is uh, grounded and is, you know, pushing against the ground in a way to deliver that strike as well. I practically feel that strike. And if you've ever been taught how to punch somebody properly, you have probably been taught that the power of the punch does not just come from your hand or your arm. It comes from your hips. It comes from your stance. It comes from everything. It's like your whole body is a machine for inflicting violence. And and this is also why jump attacks are discouraged, not because they don't look cool, because they do, but because if you're not grounded, your strikes are much weaker. Indeed. Indeed. I'm sorry, Jordana, just before your final note, I do think that it's worth pondering when she says, do you think I'm teaching you the secrets of the sword so you can go out and use them? I would assume that if it were me. So 
what are they teaching him for? Well, again, like this was the first thing they taught us when I started taking Taekwondo is that we teach you this so you never have to use it. That's that's the refrain. And maybe that's something that you only take for granted if you have seriously studied martial arts. But for me, I'm like nodding along here. I'm like, hell yeah, you learn the secrets of the stores so you don't go out and like harm people. It's so you, you I, I don't even know how to articulate it. It's like you you have it so you can never have to use it you know you have to understand when it's appropriate to use it but if you don't have it then you never will use it wouldn't that be better it's it, wait isn't that isn't it so you teach it so you you know when to use it so it's not that you so that you never use it it's so that you know when yeah it's like the direst need only they teach it to you so that you only need use it in like life or death situations and because if they didn't instill that in you, then there would be a lot more street fights. You know, people would be going out and like just wailing on people because they'd be like, oh, yeah, I have this awesome skill where I can just, you know, you'd, everyone would be Conor McGregor. Now, I agree with all of that, but Quoth does live in a world with like rampant banditry. And he has only ever said, like, if I get into a sword fight, I want to win the sword fight. And that seems like a really reasonable stance to take to me. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I lived in a world where people were routinely armed with swords and there were bandits out on the road, I might also like to be able to win the sword fight. He doesn't say, it's not like people are breaking out in sword fights every week. He, he doesn't say, like, I, I carry a sword so I can defend myself in my hour of direst need. He says, you carry a sword so you can use it. And I think, A, you know, an uncharitable reading, but not a totally off-base one, is that you carry a sword so you can go around and kill people. To use it is to, like, kill people. That's the reason you carry a sword. Out in the world, I would rather fight with a sword than a fist. And Bashad asks, why is that? Because other people have swords, and if I'm in a fight, I intend to win. Yeah, but he's not saying, like, I am will only get into fights in direst need. He's, it sort of sounds like he's going to go seek out fights. And I think, again, that if you do not... If you don't have the discipline to go along with your martial art, then you might. You might have the confidence and the skills to go out and seek out fights. And that's a foundational part of teaching martial arts is not to go seek out fights. Okay, Nick, I agree with you. There's no need to get uh, heated. Like, I, I agree that that is the principle. I'm simply here. matching the cadence of my voice to the intensity of my emotion. He's pulling a vashet. <laughs> it's fascinating to me that you think that what he said implies that he intends to go out and start fights because to me, it implies precisely the opposite that he intends to be able to defend himself if a fight comes upon him. Uh, oh, I have a thing. I have if, a thing. If I'm in a fight, I intend to win. Other people have swords, is what he says. Yeah, I definitely am on Vash's side here. I am too. I am too. To be absolutely clear, I am also on Vashet's side. If you're going to teach someone a martial art, part of teaching that martial art is how to do it responsibly. I am, also, I am simply saying that I think Quoth also has a point that he lives in a violent world and it's not unreasonable to expect to be able to defend yourself in a violent world. It is entirely possible that uh, Basha and Quoth are having a misunderstanding also. I don't think so. I don't think it's a misunderstanding at all. I think that they understand each other perfectly uh, and Quoth needs this lesson. Well, I think if he understood her perfectly, he wouldn't need the lesson. <laughs> I think that Quoth kind of sees it that way, but he needs to understand the responsibility that comes with 
mastering a martial art, especially one as deadly as the Adam's martial art. Do you think that hitting him hard enough to rattle his teeth in his jaw is the best way to teach him that lesson? It kind of, because he does seem to have figured out that she has a ton of control. And, you know, we'll we'll figure out exactly what is there. She might also be, like, really mad and just, like, just, like, smacking him a good one because she's really, really mad. So I don't know if that's the best way to learn the lesson, but it's definitely what he needed to learn. Zornana, have you anything else to say? I have my final note. Um, which, assuming that you are done with your notes, um, I have my note, and it is the end of a chapter, and this chapter was called Hands, and um, earlier I said that I didn't really feel like the hands only that Bashet was talking about really felt like a like a hands kind of moment but with the addition of the fact that the chapter title is hands maybe it was important we certainly do a lot of like talking about hands i think i think that the chapter was mostly called hands because of um naden's hands but i don't not think that the chapter was called that because Bashet wants to fight hands only and also we talk about how she hits him with the flat of her hand. There's a lot of hand stuff happening. Yeah, it's also uh, him protecting his hands. Yes. And being afraid of his hands being harmed. Anyway, those are the things. Uh, also, this was page uh, 790, and this is chapter 190. And that is important in my brain. Because they both end in 90. <laughs> Maybe it's on purpose. <laughs> it's definitely on purpose, yes. Absolutely, 100% on purpose. Should we read a letter? Mailbag. A short one? Uh, I have I have discovered letters that fell behind the desk, as it were. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the mailbag and pull out some uh, ones that are a little bit old. This one's on page 648 from Madsen, who writes, Hello, friends. Don't know if this letter will reach you before your well-earned holiday, but wanted to quickly point out something that struck me on this page as Quoth bargains to be released from the Fae on the condition that he will come back and sing Felurian the completed song. Felurian makes him confirm this promise to return three times, and the third time she requests that he promise with kisses. I propose that this, for Felurian, is just as binding as earlier oaths we have seen sworn on moons and hands and names and so on, despite Quoth's slightly lackadaisical approach to it. Thank you all for your thoughtfulness and hard work, especially in this section, which as an ace person has always felt rather obscure to me. I feel like I even get it, maybe a little, perhaps. Have a wonderful and restful summer break. Whimsically, signed Madsen. Thank you for sharing that. I, for one, wonder if it's worth keeping track of the oaths Quoth has sworn. I mean, probably, but I'm not going back, so... <laughs> Once again, Jordana's laziness you know wins the day. Reading takes a really long time for me. You two read at the speed of freaking jet planes. You do it. No, I'm lazy. My laziness <laughs> does win the day. Yeah, I am lazy. Uh, but uh, listeners, if you want to go back and keep track of all the oaths Quoth has sworn and whether or not he breaks them, uh, you should write in and, and tell us. Also, I bet you someone's already done that on Reddit or something. So. Uh, Please Google that for us. <laughs> Too lazy to even enter a Google search. That's the page of the wind guarantee. <laughs> the page of the wind promise is that we will do the least work possible at any given moment. That's the that's the true goal of any podcaster in you know, in my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Speaking of which, any podcast networks out there want to take on the editing and uh, and and posting duties, marketing, because, et, cetera, et cetera. Yeah, all that stuff. That would be that would be swell. Is that what podcast networks do? Yeah, ideally. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know, know I, that. In my mind, they do. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> I it depends on the network. Do. But Tides of History by Patrick Wyman. That guy doesn't edit his podcast. He doesn't like put them up on SoundCloud by himself. That's what Wondery does. The podcast network that he works for. Yeah, and uh, on the Flophouse, they provided a uh, producer for them eventually so that their episodes would stop sounding like garbage. Although, I th- personally, I thought they sounded fine when Dan was doing it. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad we all agree. Uh, sure, yeah. It's like, you know, a radio station, but for podcasts. Yeah, sort of like a cable network, but for podcasts. That's right. Yeah, sort of like a streaming service, but for podcasts. Stop that. Listeners, we'll be like a streaming service for podcasts on tomorrow's page. Uh, yes, you can only listen from your home Wi-Fi network. And we're going to raise the rates every like couple of years. By the way, your Patreon dollar subscription is going to double in price. Yeah, also, we're going to cancel your favorite shows right before they're about to get to their final season and uh, have a satisfying conclusion. That's right, right before they get good. Right before we'd have to start paying the actors and the screenwriters and the directors more money. Yeah, but if you listen to even one second of an episode, it counts as a listen. So our numbers are through the roof. That's right. We're also funded by venture capital, and uh, there's no way that that money's ever going to run out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The wind! <laughs>